my sweet wife, uh, Lizzie, um, has just had some, some word burning in her heart lately. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, sweetie, I think you're supposed to share that. And she got up and she just did a great job for those. She shared a word about a, a glass house and then she's got more stuff percolating in her heart. So I'm like, I think you need to say that again to us. So uh, I'm gonna have her take just a few moments here and, uh, and share a word. Lizzie Brickley, everybody, mother of many, the mother of my many children. Um, it just struck me when Jonathan was talking about the post that... Um, this is probably obvious to all of you, but in our the laying down of ourself, then there's more strength and unity. And I feel like this has been a season for me of um, maybe not necessarily choosing that, but the Lord helping me get to that place. Um, so I'm just going to pray. Um, Father, I just, I thank you for your word. And I just ask, would you just use me as a vessel? I'm not, I don't have anything on my own. So pour out what you have for this, this body. Just trust you. Um, so I have been in Job and, um, At the beginning of of Job, it it kind of struck me how um, how what the Lord says about Job. He wasn't a non-believer. He it says he was righteous and blameless. Um, and then the suffering came, um, and what came out of him was a, a questioning, and I. I um, have noticed that about myself, that when the temperature goes up, when the suffering increases, that it really can bring out what's ultimately in my heart, um, a questioning or a doubting or uh, whatever it is. And um, so in Job 36, Elihu, is that how you say that? Elihu comes to... Job and is is telling Job who the Lord is, and um, it was as if I was reading what Elihu is. Everything that he is saying is is true, but it was like it was vague. And I would encourage you to just go back and spend some time in these passages because I know the Holy Spirit will reveal way more to you. Um, but then it gets to. Um, I mean, so just for an example, like 37.2, Elihu says, keep listening to the thunder of his voice, the rumbling that comes from his mouth. After it, his voice roars, he thunders with his majestic voice and he does not restrain the lightnings. God thunders wondrously with his voice. He does great things we cannot comprehend. So he's speaking of who the Lord is, um, but then you get to chapter 38, and in comparison to what chapter 37 says when Elihu is speaking, 38 is just unreal. So the Lord starts off and he says the Lord answered Job in his questioning. He's questioning and the Lord answers him. And he says, 
Who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you, and you make it known to me. And that phrase, who is this that darkens counsel by words without knowledge, just kept going around and around and around. And I, w I was picturing that being like this murky place um, that without knowledge, we can't really understand the counsel of the Lord. It makes it very fuzzy or murky or darkened. We can't see it clearly. And then he goes into who he is. And it's just unreal. I mean, you could spend like months on one verse, but verse 38, 12 says, have you commanded the morning since your days began and caused the dawn to know its place that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth? Talks about the, the womb for ice and the storehouses for snow and hail. And then he goes into the, the intimate details. Who has put wisdom in the inward parts? We have wisdom that was put into us. Who did that? The Lord, he's asking Job all these questions. And for two chapters, he's just railing on him. And then comes Job's response. 40 verse 4 says, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer you? I lay my hand on my mouth. I have spoken once and I will not answer twice, but I will proceed no further. And then the Lord challenges Job and goes again. And what struck me in these in these chapters is in, then in the next couple chapters, he talks about two things only. So he goes through all these details, the huge things he's done and the small intimate things he's done. But then in the next part, after Job says, I'm of, he realizes I'm small, um, the Lord reveals his power through two beasts. There's one of the earth and there's one of the sea and gives all the details of those two beasts. And then his second response, I know that you can do all things and that no purpose of yours can be thwarted. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent. So as I was reading that, I just felt like the Lord was saying to me, his first response wasn't enough. It wasn't appropriate. It's not enough for us just to say we're small. I think we know we're small. We, we know that he was creator of the universe. I, I think we, we know enough, but that's not enough. It's not, it's not enough. And, and um, so I just, I just began pondering the second response, how he says, um, basically, now I know your power. And so that, that just led me to um, Ephesians 1. And um, let me turn there. Ephesians 1, Paul is, is praying for the church. And he says, um, I, I talked about last week a little bit, just the eyes and um, 
the, the salve that we need in order to see him. We think we see him, but we don't see him. So Paul prays in 118, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know three things. One, the hope to which he has called you. Two, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. And three, what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his great might, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Um, so I was just convicted. There's a wedding feast that is coming, and it's coming soon. And um, I don't know the bridegroom. I want to be made ready I was thinking about um, when you're engaged, you literally can't think of anything else. It just consumes you that your wedding is coming. You're doing a countdown of days, and you're just so overwhelmed. Um, and our, our wedding is coming, and I, I want to know the bridegroom. I, I want... I want that to consume me. And, and I was just struck that from knowledge, from the knowledge of him comes the power. We've walked in some power. We've seen things. We know that he's real. And I just feel like there's this call for us for more. As we seek out knowledge of him, then we'll see a new level of power. And, and from that power. So um, these three things, number one, the hope to which he has called us, spoke to me about the wedding, two, the inheritance in the saints, that's us, unity, and then three, the immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe. And it says, by our unity and our love for each other, the world will know. And there's people that don't know. They don't even know about him. And... Um, so I'm just excited for this, this next season, and, and I feel like the Lord is awakening us as his bride to, to know him in a more real way. Amen. So a couple of weeks ago, I was wanting to preach uh, and teach on the glory of the Lord. I feel like this so lined up with that. We want to know his, his shining forth and the manifestation of his power.